a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are the latest trends in rural TV? That's what we're talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Word South, and I'm joined once again by friend of the podcast, Scott Meyer, Director of Marketing with Innovative Systems. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Andy. Always. I enjoy getting together because there's always a lot of interesting facts that come out of the, the study that you do. I'll get you to introduce that in just a second, but we are recording this live at the NTCA Fall Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, the center of the rural telecom universe this week. Um, excited to see a lot of folks. We've had a lot of uh, a lot of people come by our booth and always good to, to be back in, in real life seeing people, uh, not just Zoom screens. So, Um, Scott, if folks have listened before, they have probably heard you describe and introduce this survey um, before. This is maybe the fourth or fifth one of these that we've done having you on to talk through it. But if you don't mind, go ahead and and give us the the basics, the high level. Tell us about uh, this this study, the survey y'all have done. All right. Very good. Well, thank you, Andy. You know, I think I probably want to start by just talking about, you know, how we're gathering the data. Sure. Um, We actually have a software channel stats tool in our product line. And so all of the people that use our video solution are able to pull these channel stats for each individual company. And that helps them to determine, you know, things about, you know, viewership and peak times when people are watching channels. And then they can make some important decisions as to whether or not, if they're not contractually obligated to carry a channel within a family of channels and nobody's watching it, it gives them the confidence to make that hard decision. So what we decided to do a few years ago was to, you know, ask some of our uh, reporting stations or our, our customers that have our video solution if they'd be willing to send us regular reports on their channel stats. And I was fully expecting maybe 20, 20 companies. Well, we ended up with over 60. So now we're getting these reports month after month, and then quarterly we tabulate the stats, which is what we're talking about today, specifically the summer quarter from June through August. But we're pulling data from over 75,000 set-top boxes, Andy. And, and if you figure, you know, about 1.5 or maybe even two, maybe about 1.5 viewers per set-top box. Right. And we're talking 100,000 rural consumers. So really, when you think about um, that data and the accuracy of it, we're probably going to have one of the most accurate reports of what rural America is watching on what you would call cable channels or you know, traditional channels. So, sure. uh, so that's basically you know, how and why we're doing it because we want people to know and help them to make decisions. Absolutely. That's an excellent sample size. And it's a whole lot more sophisticated. You know, I came from the newspaper business and I remember the way, the very scientific way that uh, our newspaper would see who was reading the comic strips as they would just drop one for a couple of weeks and see if anybody complained. So if Hagar the Horrible didn't show up and nobody complained, then guess what? Hagar's not coming back. This is a little bit more sophisticated than that, I would say. This is great data to have. Yes, it certainly is. And and we're finding that... um, a lot more companies are using this in their negotiations for content, ah, okay. and in some cases using it in retransmission negotiations for the, the alphabet networks, ABC, NBC, sure. CBS, which is really a, a pain point for um, our video operators. But it's a double-edged sword, Andy, because when we talk through the numbers, 
the top five are always those retransmission right. uh, companies, uh, you know, ABC, NBC. So, so it, it's a challenge, but that's that's what customers do want to watch. Excellent, and, and you know, any any ammo they can equip themselves with for those negotiations, I'm sure helps. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it then. Uh, looking at the summer quarter here, and I know things uh, we've talked about before how things vary a little bit quarter to quarter just based on lifestyle and everything else, but. What were some of the things that really stuck out to you uh, in what you saw for the summer quarter? Well, I was really surprised because in the spring quarter, and it's it's been, for whatever reason, NBC and CBS have always swapped places quarter after quarter, number one, number two. And I was fully expecting that NBC, with the Olympics this summer, would would go over the top of CBS. Sure. But they I spend was, a lot of money on those Olympics to try I and get know, the ratings. But surprisingly, and I'm, I, and I'm not sure why... But CBS won, won number one, according to our stats. Uh, CBS came in at a 67.97 average set-top box per hour view rating, mm-hmm. and NBC was 62.33. So I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it just really surprised me. I expected NBC was going to win, but they did not. Interesting. I'm yeah. sure that's what they expected as well. So. <laughs> well, I think they might have. And I, I really can't, I can't correlate or provide any kind sure. of information as to why that happened uh, but you know that's that's just part of part of the business I guess right now you mentioned there was another uh, another network or two that stood out was it grit uh, grit TV that you said had a pretty strong yeah rating? I mean we've been following grit now for about three quarters and grit is a western themed television network uh, it's you I believe it's part of um, uh, part of like the 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 carriage of, you know, me TVs and antenna TVs and right. those types of things. Right. So I think it's part of local network programming, but it's Western themed, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts that that really does resonate with rural America, the demographics, right. and we know it's having an impact because it is now, according to our data, Grit has now reached a position of, as I'm looking here, number 19, and they really weren't even moving the needle about a year ago. Wow. And we Ni- thi- th- That means 19th most popular or most watched network. That's correct. That's impressive. It is. And we think that, you know, there's, there's you know, the number one um, premium channel, Stars Encore Westerns, and it still is the most watched premium channel in our study, has been for quarter after quarter after quarter right but their numbers are continuing to decline and we so we I, combining that decline with grits gain we think that the people are moving over to that because it's not it's it's not like a a premium pay channel right and i think that's the reason why grit is really starting to take hold and so we would always encourage companies to be out there on the lookout for these types of channels mm-hmm to carry for their customers. And I might just take one more moment and I always put in a plug for this channel because uh, I talked to another uh, video operator this weekend at the conference who does not carry the inspirational network. And that's- um, that's I remember you brought that one up. We've talked about that, but that channel is consistently a top 10, month after month after month, summer quarter of this year, number seven. Wow. And 
it does have one of the lowest costs to carry for our providers. Okay. So really for them, there's not a whole lot to lose by carrying this channel other than getting a lot of, of eyeballs on that channel. Interesting. I, I'm not a consumer scientist, but I can understand why uh, customers would, if they can get the same programming at a lower cost with grit, I can see why they would do that. And I could also see why if, if providers out there have a, uh, a top 10 network that's a very low cost, that sounds like a win for them for sure. It is. And, and I would say probably about 30% of our reporting sites that send in these channel stats are not carrying INSP. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so anytime I run into somebody like that, I just say, you've got to carry this because the cost right definitely justify the carriage of this channel right why wouldn't you that, that absolutely sense. well what other trends did you see looking whether it's specific channels or bigger viewership or any of that what what other themes uh, trends uh, what what other things stood out that you noticed well i think one of the things that we've been noticing um it was a very um tumultuous year with the elections going into the inauguration. Tumultuous is one way to put it. It's yeah. been described a lot of different ways. Right. <laughs> and during that period of time, CNN and Fox News, CNN News and Fox News were at their highest viewerships ever. And now they are continuing to lose share. And I mean, they're still holding some really strong positions. Okay. But they are continuing to lose share. Um, CNN, for example, in the spring quarter was in 11th place. This summer it dropped down to 18. And then when we look at Fox News, um, Fox News is still strong. But when we compare the numbers, uh, you know, they're a number four. But they've, they've been losing, you know, 2 to 3% share since the basically the inauguration. Interesting. So, I, you know, and I don't know, I, re I really don't know what to make of that sure but i do think that um there's there's so many things that go on within the political world that can affect the viewership and right now i mean there are things going on but it's not what it used it's to be not like that yeah and not like last year yeah so so that was one of the things that i noticed um as i'm looking through the executive summary here in the report um the Regional sports networks uh, showed their seasonal rise. Uh, they're, uh, they came in at number six this summer, but that just makes sense. Baseball and sure. you know, primarily baseball, of mm -hmm. course. And then the other thing, um, you know, kind of in the executive summary that I provide in the report is USA Network kind of surprised me because they hit top 10 status for the first time in the history of this report. And hmm. again, I don't know a whole lot about USA Network, but there must have been something that drove that rise. Some hit series. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm trying to think what that, what that would be. I'm not. Yeah. Know, not and I'm a, hoping some of the folks that are listening to this podcast can connect the dots on that and use that to help them out. Sure. Sure. That's an excellent point. Um, well, in terms of overall, because I know that you guys are right at the forefront of looking at streaming, looking at, you know, how, how that's related to IPTV, uh, what folks are, are, you know, what, the near term and the, the long term, did you see anything or notice anything uh, to do with, with streaming or how that, you know, the different apps there, and it seems like there's a few new ones. We were talking today about Paramount Plus and there's, there's you know, Disney Plus came out um, back, I guess it was 19. 
Have you seen uh, any information or any data about that, that gave you any conclusions about how streaming plays into all of this? Well, it, I have, and a lot of that goes back to our rural video and broadband study, and we did a podcast on that a few months back, yep. I believe. Yep. And you know, so one of the, and I want to kind of refer back to that because you know, you mentioned you know Paramount Plus, you mentioned you know there's Peacock and Disney right. Plus, and when we did our rural study and questioned over 800 respondents about what channels or excuse me what are they streaming mm -hmm. obviously netflix has still been the big dog sure but their share is is eroding mm -hmm. amazon prime is catching up and then we're also seeing disney plus we're seeing espn plus we are seeing um hbo max is hbo one of max things. yes yeah we're uh, peacock mm -hmm. we're seeing those showing up in significant numbers and they didn't even exist on the radar screen <laughs> right. like a couple of years ago. And right. now people are saying, we're paying for these streaming networks. So I think what we're going to continue to see, as, as you well know, and everybody that's going to be listening to this podcast knows, is that there's barely a week that goes by that there's not a new streaming network. It certainly feels that way, yeah. And so what's going to ultimately happen is a term that, you know, I'd like to trademark it and get royalties. It's a term that we like to call app fatigue. Mm. And I think we're starting to see that people are maybe, you know, they're kind of getting frustrated. There's so many options I out there. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And that's just another chink out of their checkbook. Right. So that's one of the trends that we've noticed. And then, you know, the other trend we're noticing from a video uh, provider standpoint is we're seeing a lot more of our video providers that are now wanting to have a complementary full channel lineup on streaming yes and having an IPTV or cable TV play running those simultaneously yep that seems to be uh, seems to be a good direction for all this to, to be heading so I uh, as always uh, it's you know the streaming world figuring out TVs it's a lot of the wild wild west and and I like to think that your uh, that your survey is helping people navigate that a little bit that the study helps them know where that's going and I always appreciate you sharing uh, the information uh, from from that on this podcast appreciate it being here it's a it's always interesting to share data and then you know, hearing back from people and what what they want to do with it if people have questions about this or want to find out more go ahead and throw out your your email address or the way for them to get in touch uh, sure. in touch with you to find out more you bet thanks andy um if they'd like a copy if anybody listening to the podcast today would like a copy of the channel stats report, you can send it to Scott M at innovsys.com, and I'm assuming you'll put that up. We can put that yeah. up. Yep. And then also that rural video and broadband study again, that's about 70 pages. Send that to the same email address and we'll, we'll send a digital copy of both of those to anybody that's interested. Excellent, great information, like I said, to help navigate a, a constantly changing um, world of video services. So thanks again, Scott, for joining us. Thank you. He is Scott Meyer, Director of Marketing with Innovative Systems. My name is Andy Johns with WordSouth and Pioneer Utility Resources. Thank you for listening, uh, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company.